God damn, it gets fucking louder every time. I think it gets quieter on my end. Maybe it's in unevenly distributing the sound across it. He's trying to show his loyalty to you by shouting in your ear. Now recording! Oh, I shouldn't I shouldn't do that. Eva will think I'm just fucking screaming as if like she's being too loud. <laughs> and I can't I can't message her at the minute either. My stuff's all tied up. Well, that's okay. Welcome to episode 25 of Morning Brew. 25 episodes! That means we've been doing this for at least 50 weeks. That checks out, right? That's good math. That is indeed good math. See, Dan um, knows. Dan works with numbers. I do work with numbers. And actually, the thing I've really learned working with numbers is that if you like did an entire maths masterclass, or you know, I believe it's called a bachelor's in maths, and went on to statistics or anything, you've wasted your fucking time. The computer does all the numbers for you. Yep. You just need to know which are the important numbers, which you can learn in like a few months. As is the custom with Morning Brew, of course, we need to have ourselves a little drink while we're having the while we're recording the show. So today what? I have a very special drink. Let me see if it'll. Ah, oh, that know. was good noise. That was good noise. Excellent. Well, there you go. I've been saving that. This is a hibiscus lime hard seltzer. These things are weird. Um, this one's by. Ska, Ska Brewing, maybe? But these are weird because they've made them smell like beer. <laughs> and it smells just like a beer, but it's not. It's a seltzer. It's a really strange, it's a really strange situation. What I is assume a seltzer? Is it's it just, just like, water? Yeah, it's just carbonated water. What I, it says alcohol in it, so I don't know what alcohol, but I'd assume like, you know, maybe a bit of grain alcohol or something that they just water down. What does it taste like? All right, just, just a lime lime drink. It is a point, then, really. I'm assuming they make these ones smell like beer, so that um, you know, fragile men won't think that they're, I guess, gay for drinking a seltzer instead of a a beer. Um, but you know, that's all right. I think White Claw is still the best ones. Um, I'm sure I've accidentally, well, not accidentally, I'm sure I've drunk a hard seltzer before and just not realized it was that. But this is a very weird tasted beer because I just look at the can. I assume all anything in a can is a beer. I've, well, that's the I've hard thing now because they're all like, they're all made to look like beers. Like specifically, like this is like a beer shaped and colored can. Like you, you wouldn't really know if you weren't paying attention. I'm sure it's designed like that. I'm sure in the current craft beer market where people don't really, I mean, I'm not saying they should have the expertise to enjoy the beer properly, but they don't really have the expertise to discern between what's what. I'm sure you could put anything on the market and, say, and give it a name. Like, oh, this is a German Flugelheimer. And people will just accept, yeah, that's a type of beer. Yeah, that tastes yeah. completely unlike any other beer I've ever had, but I'm sure it is valid. Brewed in Durango. Is that California? That sounds Australian. but Maybe. Durango. Uh... To be honest, it sounds like a porn name. Durango is in Colorado. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Shouts out to the Sky Brewing Company in Durango, Colorado. With their, their very catchy um, slogan of irreverence, dichotomy, stereo recycle, modish noise, lusty recycle craze. <laughs> what is this can? What an awful, what an awful company. Uh, did you know what? Actually, no shouts out to them. I take back my shouts out to the Durango company. Fuck off. Get out of here. We should start doing that. Have a tradition of anti-shout outs. I yeah. very much enjoy doing that. 
<laughs> I mean, I sort of think that's what every so often, Adam, you have a topic which is just you ranting about something, and I feel like that's what that is. That's an anti shout out. Now that I think that's about it further, I believe the word may be call out. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. Shout Maybe and I need call to... are basically the same word, and a shout out is good and a call out is bad. Maybe I need to make enemies with more companies. Do you think what I mean? Uh, why do you think that you can con them into sending you stuff? Like you say, I, you say like, oh, the coffee here is shit. And then you get free coffee. Like, is it shit? Try some more of it. Prove to us that it's shit. And then that's like, true. You just like, I, free coffee, you fool. I I fucking bet Nescafe does not have the balls to send us a million dollars in cash. I fucking bet they do not have the guts to do it. Sit fucking Mister Nescafe himself sitting there in his little ivory tower, writing checks out to George Clooney like a coward, and I bet he does not have the guts to do it to Morning Brew. I fucking dare him to do it. Absolutely dare him. Many have called us the George Clooney's of Ireland. That is true, which I don't know if it's an insult or not. I think it's because of the Oscar we won for Syriana. That's true. You know what? Speaking of George Clooney's of Ireland, fucking Billy Crudup is like the image of Joaquin Phoenix. And I hate it because every time he shows up in something, I always have to double check to see which one is which. He's the image? Is he? Yeah. Was... Yeah, there, he's very Joaquin Phoenix-esque. Especially lately. Especially now. And um, when he I... shows up and stuff, I, I look at him, I'm like, fuck, is that? No, it's not. It's, the, it's, it's, it's not. I always think Billy Crudup is the halfway house between Daniel Day-Lewis and Michael Shannon. Oh, that's what I mean. <laughs> it's a little... Uh, Billy Crudup probably I mean to be fair I did just google Billy Crudup looks like and the only suggestion was Wacky and Phoenix so. oh look at that excellent fair play I just don't I don't see it at all admittedly yeah. I'm looking at a single Alami stock photo apparently they were in a movie together inventing the Ab- inventing the Abbots 1997 oh. with Jennifer Connelly I never seen that I was watching a movie with him last night I was watching Where'd You Go Bernadette um, which well, is Kate Blanchett stars in it. It's it was all right. If I had to guess or like make up the name of a Kate Blanchett movie, I'd guess or make up the name. Where'd, Where'd you go, go Bernard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean she was good in it. He's good in it. You know, it's a, it was an alright movie. It's, it's kind of there. Does that thing that all movies do these days, where they're for some reason an hour longer than they need to be. Yeah, I was watching that last night. He, uh, I like him. He was good in the morning show. Um, which is that uh, it's the Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston uh, talk show um, TV show that was on Apple TV. Is that it, How old is that? Uh, I think it came out 2019 and I think there's a or maybe 2019 into 2020 and there's a new season coming out soon-ish maybe. I'm not really too sure what the whole Apple TV thing is serial-wise. I don't know what their plans are or what they're trying to do. Um, that like a uh, Mythic Quest or Raven Quest or whatever the t- show is called. Um, that was funny. I've heard, I've heard Mythic Quest is good. Yeah, yeah, it was. It is good. Um, I think they're definitely making another season. Um, but it's hard to tell with the other ones. But the morning show was good. It's a it's a good drama. It, it deals a lot with like cancel culture and stuff. Um, oh, I've I've seen posters for this, but my only internalizing of the uh, poster was that oh, this is one of the ones where Steve Carell grows a beard, which is how you know it's a drama. He- yeah, he plays... Steve Carell is underrated in his performances. You know that? I, 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 I think he's under or overrated. I feel like he never gets... Uh, he's never, like, exactly rated. But, like, he does something like yeah. uh, Fox, Foxcatcher. Yeah, so Foxcatcher he was great in. 
He's good. No, I I thought he was okay in that, but I thought he was so obviously acting. Like he's got the full. It's like the yeah. stereotype of a comedian doing an acting role. It's super creepy. It's like the Robin Williams template, or sometimes the Bill Murray template. He goes slightly too creepy, slightly com- like joyless, uh, very very serious, a bit of prosthetic. But he was good in it. Like it was a good movie. But I didn't yes. get those massive raves for his performance in that. But then he's yeah. in that other movie, um, The Way Anchorman. Way Back. Oh, he's great now. <laughs> and no one talks. He was like the asshole stepdad, and no one talks about it. He's excellent in that. Anchorman is a really unfortunate movie because I like a lot of the people in it, but I, uh, I just, I can't watch Will Ferrell movies, dude. They're not. They're not for me. <laughs> they're not. Is this, is this that they're not for you at all, ever, or? You've got yeah. power on him over time because I no. feel like Will The problem with him I've had is that when you see him in something bad, it it retroactively wrecks things where he's been good because you're like, ah, yeah. oh, fuck! I remember how annoying this was and get hard. Yeah, I mean, like maybe well, because it's not that way for me with Adam Sandler. Like Adam Sandler has five thousand movies and I like about four of them, but I still like the four that I like. You know, I, I mean, they're not great movies, what but the four you like, uh, Waterboy. Um, yeah. which is one okay. of his better ones of yeah. course Pixels his ultimate movie no I actually kind of can't do P- Pixels the fucking like 300 million dollar movie made off one joke and Futurama in the fucking t- early 2000s <laughs> absolutely not the uh, only no, thing I, I want to know about Pixels is if they have people following after Pac-Man going waka 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 because that's the only that's the best joke in that entire thing <laughs> no I think Pac-Man eats New York or whatever oh god Oh yeah, and the creator of Pac-Man gets like his hand bitten off or something. Is like killing that yeah. fucking. All right. Yeah. Okay, what, are, what, are the, what are the other three? Uh, that um, detective movie he was in with Jennifer Aniston recently, um, where he's oh, like a the... the tropical murder mystery thing. Yeah, yeah, that was very good. Um, and I was really surprised because I, I didn't expect to like an Adam Sandler movie. Um, but like that was very good. That was actually he he was good in it. The movie itself was good. Jennifer Aniston is always great. Um, what what other ones do I really like? Uh, definitely not Little Nicky. I seen five minutes of that a couple months ago and couldn't believe I ever watched the entire fucking thing. Oh, oh, that one's rough. That one, I, I maybe just didn't age well, but like Little Nicky was on for five minutes one day. I was flipping through channels and I seen, I seen like the the scene where he kills one of his brothers, and I was just thinking like, holy shit, this fucking guy made millions off this movie and then had like a fucking like budding career after this like just like a like a really like top level extraordinarily wealthy career after this fucking dog shit movie incredible <laughs> really incredible uh, happy gilmore uh that's oh, oh, I, I was gonna ask if any of the what i i consider uh, billy madison happy gilmore and mr deeds to all be extensions of the same movie that's yeah. like a, that's like classic sandler so you like yeah. that or you don't yeah, I do. I like Waterboy. I like I like Billy Madison, but I don't know if I could like. It's one of like it's just kind of a dumb movie. Whereas like Happy Gilmore is a dumb movie as well, but like there's some really funny stuff in it. Like Ben Stiller is fantastic in in Happy Gilmore. Um, oh, he's the <laughs> asshole nurse, isn't he? Yeah, he's the nurse that turns the the uh, the the home into a uh, into a sweatshop. <laughs> I feel I feel like Ben Stiller in the late ni- in the late nineties, early two thousands had a, a bunch of roles where he did the exact same thing, where he appeared nice to the main cast and then super mean to someone else, like in but, Friends, where he's like super mean to the duck. I was gonna um, say that. Isn't it weird how Ben Stiller will not break? 
He has a tremendous ability to not break when he's doing scenes. And Ben Siller does some, like, absolutely fucking out there bizarre scenes for comedy stuff. Like, they really make him do a lot of weird shit, and he never breaks. I, I was re-watching, because I, I, I quite like Friends, but I definitely have liked it less and less over time. But the, own, the performance in it that stays great... Is Ben Stiller? Is Ben Stiller. And just his lines... What's in the cup, Ross? What's in the cup? When he's leaving, and he's like, I guess we're broken up now. Damn it! (laughs) Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, it is. There's a scene, like, there's a deleted scene they have from that where he's, like, screaming at the ducks, and the main cast is standing there, and they all break, and he's looking at him, and he's like, come on, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, he's really mad, because it's like, it's like he doesn't understand it. It's like he's thinking, like, this is our job. You're not allowed to laugh. What are you doing? <laughs> we have to get this. I want to go home. It's after five. <laughs> uh, which, which other actors do you think are super good at not breaking? Like, I'd imagine Bill Murray would never break because I sort of just don't think he finds anything funny. It's, it's yeah. so ironic he's a comedian. Yeah, I'd say Bill Murray's good at that. I bet um, I had someone in my mind there a second ago. I should know. I've lost him. Um... Nah, who who wouldn't break? Ben Stiller definitely would break. I bet Owen Wilson is hard to break. Really? I would have said the opposite. I'd said he's like the easiest possible person to break. I just feel like he has a delivery that's like always on the verge of breaking. So he's like probably like he's able to catch himself a lot. The Friends cast are not good at catching themselves. Um, like at all. Like they're terrible at catching themselves from breaking. I sort of, um, love, I sort of love when actors are shit at Like if you look at It's Always Sunny, uh, Rob McElhenney. Oh, fucking Charlie Day, definitely, right? Yeah, the two of them just break all the time. I I feel like the best there is that Danny DeVito is another one who doesn't break. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be like that. That's like a game on set. Like you have $50 that by the end of the season, someone has to make Danny DeVito break. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, And I feel like of the the younger cast, probably Caitlin Olsen is pretty good at it too. I've definitely seen the other, I've definitely seen all the men break on that. Like it's, you know, fucking Rob McElhenney, like you can see him if he's not directly on camera, but you can see him like in the background. <laughs> he's laughing mirror. somewhere. He's just watching the scene. He's not yeah. acting. He's just like having a laugh. It's great. I uh, speaking of Caitlin Olsen, um, I was watching uh, Coyote Ugly recently because Eva had never seen it, which is bizarre to me because it seems like Eva's like the, like a perfect movie for Eva. It seems exactly like a movie she'd like. So I was like, hey, well, let's watch it then because it's been a long time since I've seen it. It's it's a movie that's right up your alley. Let's let's watch a movie. Kenan Olsen's in fucking Coyote Ugly. Was she one of the dancing girls? No, she's one of the girls bidding on the Australian guy when she really? first goes into the bar and she has to make the $200 to keep her job. Oh. And I was looking at it and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> this is nuts. Also, the I... girl from Blue Bloods is in it and I forgot that was her. Um, the sister in Blue Bloods. She's like the lawyer, like the DA or whatever. She's yeah. one of the dancing girls. She's the New York bitch in Coyote Ugly. The oh. one that's, I guess, at the fights. And, like, it's so weird seeing her. And you're like, oh, I really only know you from, like, your 50s. And it's weird to go back to, like, when she's in, like, her early 20s or early to mid-20s and see her and stuff. Like, she, she's in Sex in the City for a while. Um, because Eva had it on and she walked by and I was like, is that the girl from Blue Bloods? And then we put on Coyote Ugly, actually, that same night. And I was like, holy fuck, it's her again. <laughs> the weirdest, the weirdest one I had for that was my friend sent me, because, um, you know, like the Leaving Cert results came out, and the A-level results in England came out. My friend sent me that Mitchell and Webb sketch, which is about how, you know, in, in 10 years time, all students get A's and everything, even though they're like completely stupid and incapable of functioning. And the <laughs> actor who's like, it's just like a news clip, but they're interviewing one of the stupid students. 
and he's not famous but one of his friends standing over his shoulder is Daniel Kalua, the guy from Get Out and oh. Black Panther and everything and he's just playing like not even the main stupid student he's playing like backup idiot I had, a, I had a I had a tweet recently Black Panther reminds me of it that I was kind of debating putting out because I, I thought like this might get me in a bit of trouble maybe I shouldn't do it but IGN tweeted out an article uh, that they had wrote that said like oh Chadwick Boseman is in four episodes of Disney's What If or whatever and I quote tweeted it and <laughs> I quote him and I said, it's good to see he's landed back on his feet. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, oh. but like when I tweeted it, I was like, maybe this is a mistake. Maybe people are going to get really mad at me. Um, <laughs> so, But I was like, fuck it. It's out there now. Just go with it. Surprisingly, no. Surprisingly, I only got positive responses, which was a, a bit of a surprise. I, 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 It's hard to judge sometimes where people are like touchy. But I had kind of thought like, you know what? For as great as Chad McBoseman was, he's been dead a while now. Like, I think it's safe to crack a joke on his behalf. I think he'd probably find it very funny. Um, <laughs> oh, Chris Evans, he definitely wouldn't break, right? I feel like, I don't know, I feel like he either... Would be he had a banana in his ass. The first person to break, that is true. And also his character in Scott Pilgrim vs. The World is just like pure straight line delivery. Yeah. You know, he's like walk where he's Scott Pilgrim's being beaten up and he's walking away and he gets a text. And he just goes, huh, that's actually hilarious. I only know that from the I only know that from a gif. I've never seen really? Scott Pilgrim. I you only know that. <laughs> no. That's, what what I, I Ugly is to Aoife, Scott Pilgrim is to you. I would have not a hundred percent you have seen that movie. People keep telling me that, and I should watch it. I really should. I have it downloaded. Um and it's one of those movies, like it's like into the Spider-Verse. I have it downloaded and sitting there for the past like three years, and I just have not sat down to actually turn it on. But I will. I will do it. I'll watch I'll watch Scott Program soon. But yeah, I feel like Chris Evans would be would be one of those guys that'd be hard to break. Um Oh, excuse me. Sorry, it's the hard seltzer. It's gone right to my head. I thought that seltzer for ages was alkaline, so I thought you were just completely fucking neutering the acid in your stomach. But no, <laughs> opposite. You're making it much worse. Yeah. I mean, these I things are all right. They're good for like a little... You know what seltzers are good for? They're good for like a little sipping beer. So you don't want an actual beer. Beer's like big and heavy and stuff. And it's like, eh, I could do yeah. without that. They're good to just have something that you're like, you know, ice cold, drinking on a hot night. Not bad. So when you were mentioning about how you don't like Will Ferrell, and that's problematic for you when you watch Anchorman. Yeah. I, I went... Just... You know what the worst part is? I seen Anchorman on a fucking Valentine's Day date before. <laughs> how did... How... <laughs> Didn't Anchorman come out in like 2003 or 2004? So were you going on a date when you uh, were Anchorman 2, I believe, is the one I said. Oh, Jesus, God. That's even Yeah. Worse. Yeah, which I had never seen Anchorman 1 at that point. I'd only seen Anchorman 2 because I, obviously I went to Valentine's Day. But like it was one of those things where it was coming to Valentine's Day and I said, look, what do you want to do? And they said, oh, we'll just go to see a movie. I was like, all right, no problem. Let's go see a movie. That's fine. Um, Which is great at the time, too, because I was probably broke <laughs> so so the fact that it's a movie is fantastic ah, he's just not coming back and uh, the fact that it's a movie was great and then they said anchorman 2 and i thought it was a joke i thought it was a very funny joke until i found out it wasn't a joke and i was like oh all right let's go see anchorman 2 and then you're watching it and you're like this movie is fucking something else and then there's like you know there's all these weird references from the first movie, and then there's like the fucking weird fight scene to end the movie and stuff. And I, you're like, what is going on? I do what? think Anchorman two. Okay, so this is you know we may as well just segue into into my topic, which I've decided is coming from this. 
which is Anchorman 2, I think is the most self-indulgent film I've ever seen. Oh, 100%. It's the most self-congratulatory. Every joke is either a celebrity coming on and just hamming it up while not actually delivering any jokes. Or is being like, do you remember how funny this was when we wrote it the first time around a decade ago? And I I, I was shocked when I saw it. Because Zoolander 2, I think, came out around the same time, you know, give or take a year. I still didn't watch that either. Zoolander 2 is not good, but it's just it's not good in an honest way. It's yeah. Not good, it's not good in a, you know, let's try and do more jokes about Derek being stupid. It's not shit in a, oh, look, we're doing the school for ants joke again. Whereas Anchorman 2 even tried to redo the, the news team fight scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They just did it on a much bigger scale. Yeah. Like people get and shot and everything and arms come off and stuff. And I was watching movies like, this is bizarre. What a bizarre movie. And I, and I think like, I don't understand why they made it because there was a time like Anchorman came out and I think it got okay reviews. And I it think kind of went away and then it became I think this icon on DVD. Everyone loved Anchorman except for people that lived in San Diego. If I had to guess, I would say if you lived in San Diego, yeah. If you if you if you lived in San Diego, you probably fucking hate Anchorman with a burning passion. Like just the fact that like you know people will fucking come up to you and say stuff like stay classy and all this kind of shit. It's like, I bet you fucking hate Anchorman. I bet San Diego hates Anchorman more than anywhere else in the world because of just like, just all the fallout from it. I'm, I'm, I, there must be movies like that. There are movies that are just absolutely hated by the people where the movie is set. Yeah. Like, I, I was watching Darby O'Gill and the Little People uh, okay. like, over Christmas because it was on. And, you know, you end up watching the weirdest shit over Christmas because it's on. That scared the I, shit out of me as a kid. I fucking hate it. I was feel <laughs> I can see why. First of all, I can see why it scared the shit out of you as a kid. Like, I mean, yeah, the, it was, the Banshee stuff the scared Banshee the shit out of me. Scary. Yeah. That's but really I, like, it's still scary. <laughs> the yeah. Banshee is still a scary effect. That's because old fucking children's movies are just like, okay, this is a scary bit. Let's just go all in on the fear. Um, but I fucking hated that movie because of the fucking Diddly D version of Ireland that it created. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I, yeah I that's, not why, that's not why I hated it. It was the crazy green horses. Yeah, that's scary too. What the, the, the fuck is that about? It took, you, it took you half an hour to pipe up and it was Darby O'Gill <laughs> uh, shit talk. Listen, finally sometimes, you. sometimes a man can just not stay silent, Dan. They have to speak up. And it wasn't even he disagreed about Darby O'Gill. He just disagreed about which bit to hate about Darby O'Gill. Yeah, Darby O'Gill is that fucking is, terrifying. That sure 80s that... called fucking dude that comes along with the, the carriage thing. He has yeah. taken the USB cable and he has taken it to hell. Straight to hell. It's just <laughs> really 100%. <laughs> That's fine. We, we'll figure it out. Look, it's going to be a work in progress. We told people. We told people to, to saddle up. But uh, they can just get used to it. We'll have this fixed soon. Look, we're making making the best of it. It's not fucking. It's not hard to do a podcast uh, over the past fifteen months. Okay, it's difficult. No, it Things is, happen. It is hard. It is hard when you don't have your regular supply of. I'm sorry. I meant. I meant it's not easy. <laughs> my my mistake. My mistake. I meant, I meant it's not easy to do it. <laughs> Remember that everyone. Podcast. <laughs> this is like the last time when I kept telling you guys, what was it? I kept saying like, "Are you surprised by?" I meant to say. I think I meant to say baseball. And I kept saying the word basketball and I wasn't hearing it. I kept hearing the word baseball in my head. And every time I said something, the two of you were like, yeah, absolutely, I can believe that about basketball. And I was like, what? What? what you this, this is a good stat, fuck. This is a really good, interesting stat. <laughs> but I was just saying completely different That's words. completely unremarkable, bro. 
And the ball, the size of it. <laughs> of course they catch it all the time. How would you not catch it? It's what? <laughs> oh, yeah, Dario, oh, Dario goes terrifying. So to return, Steve, to the topic at hand, is the most self-indulgent movies you've ever seen. So this is sparked by Anchorman 2 being by far the most masturbatory film on that one end of the scale, which is, yeah, we were great once. Let's do it again. But I'm convinced that there's a whole range. Of spe- I think I'm convinced with comedies, especially, it's much easier for them to be self-indulgent after they've been. Successful but they're usually once. vehicles for somebody with a gigantic ego, i.e., stand with a comic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Just an, ec- an economic fact of life. I mean, that is true. And uh, the other, the other type of movie like that that I can think of that's super self-indulgent is anything with the rock in it. You know, to return to that, and you know that's that's, and again, there's a different Anchorman Two. To be clear, is a bad movie. Movies with the Rock in them are generally not bad movies, but they are self-indulgent films. I I have another yeah. one for that. Uh, uh, all twelve Fast and the Furious films, where it's no, it's no, no not the not the first one, and potentially not the second one. Okay, I'll give you that. I mean, the second one but, is very but, heavy on like Vin Diesel. Right? Yeah, but Vin Diesel is there's nobody uh, in Tokyo. Tokyo Drift only has like a cameo from Vin Diesel at the end. It's practically not even in the series. It's practically that's a different what series. Right, but that's what I'm saying. All of the main ones. Hmm. All of the main ones. And then I guess there's also... No, Hobbs... Uh, no, Hobbs and Shaw. Ah, look, I'm sure there's a fucking million other ones. But Someone I mean, was telling me about Fast and the Furious 9 recently. And they said that it's been going on for so long and the main cast is so big that they have teams now. And I found that to be the funniest fucking thing in the world, that the main cast has grown so big, they have two teams they have to split into. What a fuck it. Like, what? How, you, how have you managed to get to this point? Like, the first movie is a racing movie. And now they have teams. <laughs> now they have, like, teams and action plans and magnets and shit. And it's like, how did you get here? The first movie is, this, is about are we, racing. Are we still talking about? Are we still talking about? Um, are we still talking about Fast and Furious, or are we talking about Scrappy Challenge? No, this is Fast and Furious one to nine. I'm on a fucking start, Scrappy Challenge. Like Scrappy Challenge. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what number ten will be. Better, that's a much better concept for a movie where instead of muscle cars, they have to like you know the world is ending in half an hour and we're stuck in this junkyard. What can we do? Oh, we can do enough. And they fucking barrel out of there in a tank made of corrugated <laughs> iron and old tractors or old, old uh, lawnmowers. You know what's weird about Vin Diesel? Remember when Triple X2 tried to hide the fact that Vin Diesel wasn't the star? Well, who what was, if... it? was it? Ice Cube? I can't remember. Maybe. Who was the star in it? I, th- I think maybe Dan's right. I think maybe it was Ice Cube. I'm really not sure. But I just think it's so funny that like Vin Diesel backed out and like they did this whole like program of like fake marketing the movie to try and skip around the fact that Vin Diesel wasn't there anymore. Like, how, like, how fucking disingenuous? <laughs> You've what hidden else? the main cast. Oh, like, was he even in it? Did he do a cameo? Anything like that? No, he backs out completely. Oh. Flex 2 was cool. another of those weird came movies that he came, wasn't he came very back good. No? He did, yeah. He came back, I think it was a third one, wasn't there? Uh, you might be th- you might be thinking of a different movie that's identical to Triple X that Vin Diesel is also in because because <laughs> Hollywood has four films and Vin Diesel's in two of them. No, yeah. there's, the, there's, 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 the Chronicles of, there's also the Chronicles of there's also the Chronicles of Riddick, which is the sci-fi Triple X. Yeah, but they're no, awesome though. There's Triple X Return of Xander Cage. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Chronicles of Riddick is well, obviously, it comes back on that one. Yeah, Chronicles of Riddick is a bit of an odd one, but Pitch Black, great movie. Pitch Black is a fucking great movie. That's so I, I, 
Which one does which one comes first? I can't remember. Pitch black is the first one. Wait, wait, wait. I it's important to discuss Chronicles of Riddick and everything. But first, I feel like I need to I, I looked up Triple X three and I feel like I need to say the first line of the plot here. Okay. An NSA agent Augustus Gibbons attempts to recruit footballer Neymar for the Triple X program when a satellite crashes, apparently killing them both. I <laughs> <laughs> What year was this? Twenty seventeen. What the fuck? And is Neymar even in it? Is anything more of a? He gets fucking, crushed. It would be embarrassing if Neymar wasn't in it. And they were just like, <laughs> "Yeah, we use Neymar for the name recognition." And he just it's, like, it's like Triple X two all over again, except this time they went with Neymar instead of Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah, the Rocks movies are very self indulgent. I I've said it before. I think the whole like the lamest thing about any of like these old man action movies that are coming out now is the beat up clause they have, where no one can get beat up more than the other person. And it's like, uh, this is really silly. Especially because, like, dude, weren't you a wrestler? Wasn't your whole shtick that, like, someone would beat you up for 25 minutes and then you'd mount a big comeback and the 30,000 people would fucking scream for it? You know what I mean? Like, isn't this, like, your? this is your whole jam? What are you talking about you don't like this? This is this has been your whole life. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bizarre. So strange. I don't understand it. I don't understand having an ego about a film. It's not that, it's even less real than wrestling is. <laughs> it's literally a script. You're all playing uh, fake. And okay, so 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 that's that's one type of self indulgence. But I feel like then there's the opposite end, which is the fucking super pretentious arty film, which is like you know half an anything hour by Lars von Trier. I have heard that Nymphomania, a uh, Nymphomaniac is not Nymphomaniac. Antichrist is the worst. And Antichrist like, is the best one out of them, um, and it's not very good. That's the one, Willem Dafoe. Um, there's Antichrist, there's Melancholia, and there's uh, the two Nymphomaniac films. Um, two Nymphomaniac films because he wanted a four-hour film, and they said no. Someone said he has two two-hour films or two and a half-hour films or whatever. Yeah, they're just they're just not good. Nymphomaniac was a film that when I was in college, people were, or probably just out of college, people were like praising to try and like sound like clever and like as if they were really into like art films and like like he's not a big budget director. And like you watch the film and it's like, yeah, it's just it's just kind of like sex every ten minutes and it's not very well acted and it's not very interesting. Um, and also like for most of the like plot points, no one really cares. I don't give a shit. They're really bad movies. The Lars von Trier movies are not good. They're just they're someone's idea that he got funding for, and everyone pretends they're fantastic because they really want to sound pretentious about film. Have you ever seen um, Mr. Bean's Holiday? Uh, is, is not the most pretentious or the most was that his was that his film. big budget one? Was that the one that was in cinemas? Uh, yeah, where yeah, he wins not, like not, the raffle. Not the one with the painting, because there's one where he like ends up stealing like some famous painting by accident. It's the Mona Lisa, isn't it? And then he paints over it. It's and the, it has it's, it's someone's painting of their mother. Uh, so it's like um I can't remember what it is. Yeah, but he paints over it's an actual painting. And he yeah. paints over it. Um Yeah, not, you're talking about the one where he wins the raffle ticket or whatever. He goes to a raffle and he wins a holiday. And he, tra- he travels Europe, yeah. And in that, Willem Dafoe plays this um I don't know what you like this actor, this American actor who's deliberately making the most pretentious, like who's deliberately making what he thinks is a big, worthy film. And you see like clips of it every so often where it's like black and white and he's smoking a cigarette and he goes, what is life? And like the orchestra starts playing and it's deliberately like super shit. And is is like, you know, that's, that's the point. Okay. And I saw essentially Willem Dafoe appear in an unironic version of that movie called Pasolini about here Paolo Pasolini the director 
which is like fucking in black and white and is him smoking cigarettes in silence. <laughs> and I'm like, Willem, you already did this for Mr. Bean. You'll actually have to make the movie now. Yeah. That's why I can consider Pasolini and Mr. Bean's Holiday to be part of the same cinematic universe. I mean, they probably are. I think Mr. Bean's in a lot of a lot of crossover universes that you just don't expect. Like, I'm I'm a hundred percent convinced that Rat Race leads into the Fast and the Furious one. You look at the background of the Avengers, and Mr. Bean is one of the people walking yeah. through the, uh, the portals at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I don't think he can speak. I he does. He, he has. Just, uh, he has, he has his a, name. Yeah, no, he he has hello, and then he has Teddy. <laughs> that is a really good Teddy fucking first. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's what one of those stupid things you've ever done. <laughs> that one wasn't even a joke one. That's just all he does. It does those are just like three lines. I, I did love funny. A single thing that happens in Mister Bean, except for that scene where, where the tank drives over his car. The car, yeah, <laughs> that's that. really upsetting. Yeah, and then he and then he's about to cry, and then he realizes like, oh, it's okay, I got this little cake, and then he he walks off with his little cake, and he's he's still happy. I this is my problem with a lot of fucking TV shows is you're supposed to like laugh at the misfortune of the character or not care too much about like the stakes of the show. So like Bob's Burgers, Bob will you know spend a thousand euro or a thousand dollars on some competition and then not win, but I'm too invested. So when that happens, I'm just too stressed. Like that, that family can't afford that. I don't care if it's an animated show. I'm just really, really stressed that the business is going to go under. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I, I just, uh, I feel like certain shows. My biggest pet peeve with a show, and I've said it before, is just when they waste your time. Um, because I feel like every TV show should be shorter. And uh, I don't think there's any need for a season to be twenty odd episodes. Um, I think like thirteen is fine. Maybe even fifteen if you really need it. But yeah, that's the, that's the thing with a lot of them. Also, I hate when they focus on the wrong character. Like when the writer clearly has like a very specific point of view and they focus on a character and they think that like that character is the one that looks good in the scenario and that character actually looks like the asshole and they just can't like, place it. Like what? Like go on, what's an example? So Aoife watches uh, Home and Away and Neighbors. Um, and so I have seen quite a lot of this over the past few years. I am quite up to date. I know, I know what goes on on Ramsey Street. I know... I know what Toadie's up to this week. But they'll often, those writers will very often, this happens like every fucking episode. They'll obviously, you know, it's, soaps are, are very pro wrestling based. Someone out of nowhere will do a turn and now they're a bad character and like it'll happen like instantaneous. Like it's just out of fucking nowhere. Now all of a sudden they're evil and every action they've ever taken is undone and they're just constantly getting worse and worse. And it's fantastic. But like, They'll pick a character and like that character is supposed to be like the good character in the scenario. Like someone has wronged them somehow, but they always pick the wrong person. Like they'll pick somebody and they'll be like, okay, so we're this, you know, this is the character that's being hard done by. And so we're going to set it up where, you know, they're, they're trying to like, you know, get back on top of the situation or whatever. And that character will always look like a gigantic piece of shit who's overreacting and that everyone else should ignore and they never catch it. It's like every time, like someone will do something minor and that person will like overreact to the fucking moon and back and like curse them out and like try and ruin their life. And it's like, do you think this person's the good guy? Do you, are, do you not realize that like the character I'm supposed to sympathize with is the asshole here all the fucking time? Happens a lot in Gilmore Girls too where like you're supposed to be like, oh, Rory is such a bitch. And it's really like, no, actually this is fine. She's like 17. <laughs> this, is, this is perfectly fine. I, I would expect this. Like, you know, this is I, this is absolutely as I expected. 
I've been rewatching a bunch of the Simpsons episodes now that we have Disney Plus. And what I've realized is that episodes before where I would have um, been like, oh, I can't believe Lisa did that to Bart. And now when I rewatch them, I'm like, Lisa has essentially never been wrong. In every episode, she is 100% correct. And I think the show needs more Lisa. And I think that's okay. the ultimate sign of growing up is just being like, yeah, Lisa's correct about everything. She was a guest on If I Were You before, and she was very good on it. And um, she was, ver- yeah, Lisa Simpson herself. They pulled her right out of the television. Yeah. No, they they had the actress. She done a couple of voices and stuff. But she was very good on it. She's very funny. Um, what if we could swing it? Let's swing it. Let's see if we can get a Simpsons character on the podcast. By episode one thousand, we'll have at least one Simpsons cameo on the podcast. I mean, we just get Leonard Nimoy back from the grave, and we'd be fine. Oh, that one's gonna still get you in trouble. I skirted by by the skin of my teeth with the Chadwick Boseman stuff, but you're you're really going for it. Leonard, welcome to the podcast. Glad to see you landed on your feet. <laughs> Leonard Nimrod, am I right? <laughs> it's live long, dumbass. <laughs> so I think that for Stephen's topic, he should go into great detail about what my bachelor party is going to be. Go. How the fuck would he know? Well, what if I told you? There were going to be love it high octane thrill ride during which you're going to be extremely drunk. Whoa! All I've done is entered my name, Trill House, and it's going to (laughs) 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 and it's going to take place outside of Dublin, but inside the Republic of Ireland. Oh, very fancy! Uh By the way, yeah, because we think none of your cousins can afford to go. None of my cousins are invited. <laughs> I have invited as little people as possible. But and only one of them can't go. And we're, and we're and look at the amount of idiots we're still dealing with. Am I right? What up? Here's the deal, right? I have gone to great lengths to change this fucking weekend. Anyone that backs out after wanting this change this specific weekend, I'm gonna fucking whoop their ass. So I know that they don't realize this now. But someday, sometime after October. All of a sudden, they're going to get their fucking ass kicked. And it's because they made me go through all these fucking hoops to change a date that they wanted and then didn't show up for in the end anyway. And I know it's coming. I'm well aware it's coming. And Jordan better fucking hope it's not him. (laughs) 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 But I fucking know this is coming. And so I'm ready for it. We'll be... I don't know, Dan. Have you already told him who who, who has demanded the date change? No. Um... No, so what I can tell you, I, I mean, I don't know if it's very interesting podcast content for all the people who don't know any of these people, but yeah, so it was your, your brother couldn't do that weekend. Um, yeah, because he's very busy for not doing anything. But then also <laughs> three, three other invitees who, uh, I don't know, I'm going to refuse okay, to Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess one of them is Joey. I'm going to put him in there. I'm probably going to guess Patrick is in there. No, no, good old Patrick said he could do either, and he said that if he has to okay. come out last minute because of anything personal, he'd still pay the amount. He didn't want to leave me short. He came okay. across. I apologize. Lovely guy, lovely guy, Patrick. Okay. And then I'm for, a twist, for a twist, for a twist, I'm going to say home. that number three was either you or Stephen. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have, I have to give a keynote talk at some point in in October to a conference involving the Taoiseach. And I had to email them being like, sorry, I can't do this date. I've got a stag. So. Yeah. Did you fucking big dog Michal Martin? No, I big dog. I big... We've all big dog Michal Martin. I'll fucking big dog Michal Martin. Where is he? Is Martin coming? Cork, most likely. <laughs> is he coming? I wish. I no. wish. 
Look, everyone else has gotten to go to a party. Michal Martin should get to go to at least one party during his reign. Okay? Will I give, it should will just I give him a really obvious will I give him a really obvious clue, Dan? Go on. No, no, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Okay, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. I know for a fact that Aoife's brother is not showing up. He's not coming over from the UK. Like I know I can tell you that now. Yeah, yeah, he's not coming. There's no way in hell. It's fine. He's not he's not gonna come, I'm telling you. There's no way in hell. Um yeah, that's fine. Look that. That's okay. So for, 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 for listeners now, Adam's goal is to have as small a stag as possible while meeting all his social obligations. I didn't want to invite half of them. I got text out of nowhere saying, hey, do you want these people's numbers to invite to your stag weekend? Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a choice at that point <laughs> because I was called out on it, so I had to go ahead with it. Mm, <laughs> so enough. there's invitees on the list that I didn't really have a choice on because I got called out. So that just has to happen. But also, I'm not really expecting them to show anyway. I'm expecting them to say they'll go and back out at the last minute, which happens all the time. So Okay. Th- That's why we're taking crossed. deposit. Yeah, as long yeah. as they fucking pay me first. Oh, as soon as someone, <laughs> pour, someone pulls out the credit card, there's no way they're not going to go in the end. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just curious. Uh, yeah, um, there's going to be uh, alcohol will be taken. So question, does my new house rule travel all the way to this mystery location? Yes, I don't know what your house rule is. The new house rule is that we have to do the tequila shop before we go out anywhere. Oh, sure, of course. Yeah, we're going to get some fancy tequila. I decided just now. Steve, I've committed you to this. You can get get fancy tequila. I mean, San Huervo is fine, but yeah, you can get, or Jose Suervo, you can get whatever you want. I'm pretty sure Jose Suervo is a a baseball player. Shout out now to all of our, all of our listeners who've never had to organize a stag, but it's really hard to organize a, a stag to find accommodation for people. There's a, anywhere that will take us anywhere that you think would take a stag tends to have a big notice up saying we do not take stags. Fuck off. So there's, there's yeah. a very, did the hostel say that? Uh, not the one we're saying it. That's, that's how we oh, got okay. it. Um, well, here's the thing, right? We don't tell them you. Yeah, but I can't say we're not a stag and then have Adam come in drunk at four in the morning and punch a window shouting stag at the top of his voice. <laughs> Coming in with antlers on my head. Like some sort of uh, party Pokemon. And, and tell me, Daniel, once, they've, once, you, once, they, once you've already paid for it, as you have to in most, uh, most city centre accommodations anyway, what the fuck are they going to do about it? I don't want them to get angry at me. <laughs> I don't want them to think so, I'm not a nice guy. Yeah. What if Dan has to stay in this... What if Dan has to stay in this shitty hostel in the fucking Midlands again at some point and he can't do it anymore because they're angry with him and have his picture up behind the desk? Uh, I know, I guess, I guess I've now decided we're in Mayo for some reason or whatever. I don't know where I went to my head there. When is Mayo the Midlands? I don't fucking know, dude. My mind goes to places and I run with it. What am I supposed to do? Okay, I see. I don't know if I've ever been to Mayo. No, I have. Well, I'll, t- I'll, tell, you what, I'll tell you what it isn't. How's that sound, Dan? I'll tell him what it isn't. Okay. Not or where or both. I know, actually, oh, yeah, no. No. I can be easy to follow this. It's great. If you can let the group set a clues, then we can have the, the audience guess too, and we can reveal in a special on Stag episode. No, well, okay, maybe. I'll tell you what it isn't. My original plan was to take you surfing, and then I learned you can't swim. I can swim, well. I just probably would drown. Yeah. I'm not a very strong swimmer. Do you want to improve um, that? If any, uh, if any of our audience are like mermaids, mermen, or dolphins, uh, hit me up. Uh, I, I do plan on working on my swimming a lot next year because I have a really bad knee and I think I, doing swimming as cardio in the winter months would probably be better for me than, than hitting the pavement. Take me up. Uh, you don't want to take yeah. swimming tips from a dolphin or a mermaid. They come, it comes naturally to them, not to people. 
Yeah, he's, it's like if you ever try, anyone smart try to explain maths to you and they just say, this works because of this. You well, they just have... I mean, if they're really smart, they'd hand you the calculator. Yeah, this, this is maths. It's all in here. <laughs> so I can tell you discarded locations that either did have nothing open uh, so we couldn't go there or where... Cool. So Donegal's out. Anyway, no, Donegal, is, Donegal isn't out, but Bundoran is pretty much out because you can't go surfing. And other than that, there's really very little else to do in Bundoran. They were all of the stag websites were very insistent we go to Cavan Town. Uh, <laughs> Stags.ie. They all just say go to Cavan Town. Yeah, I don't know if it was an alphabetical thing or what, but it was like, yeah, you look like a Cavan Town well, kind of guy. Here's all to, the Cavan Town activities. To be fair, Cavan Town is very close to Dublin. Just have some very good advantages. So is Carrick and Shannon, it's only a bit further down the road. And basically, I'd say Calvin oh, going. Like, we can go see where fucking Judy Free was born. That's adorable. Yeah. I'm just, we're just taking you on a, on a tour of notable economic hotspots in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Judy Free, I love that shit. Okay, all joking aside, Stephen, do you have a topic for us? Huh? Exactly. No, Great. I, Excellent. I, love it. I thought that was my topic. <laughs> no, I was only joking with you. Do you have an actual topic? Oh, is there okay. anything on your mind? No. Anything you want to bring up? Well, what I wanted to talk to about, talk to you about, actually, uh, now that it's occurred to me, is how, how Brexit is preventing me from getting fucking cheap electronics off Amazon and, and other small items that are usually postable to me because I couldn't be fucked paying the duty charge for them. But I haven't been able to bring myself to translate on Amazon.de or whatever from German and wait the six to eight weeks it usually takes to do that. Is AliExpress you... any good for that shit? Uh... I mean, if you're going to go to AliExpress for cheap electronic things, you're probably better off going to somewhere like Deals. <laughs> they probably have what you're looking for. It's cables and shit. Yeah, it was uh, like cables and shit. That's what, what I need to get. Like, Yeah, I'd go to Deals. Deals will have them. I mean, they're, you know, they're 150. They'll probably break after six months, but you spent the quid on it. So does it really matter? Yeah, yeah oh, no, Brexit, Brexit fucked me pretty bad. The company I use for my supplements because they are tested, uh, and I won't name them because they don't pay us. Fuck them. Um, so... Company that I Actually, use. I want, to change, I want to change. I want to change my topic halfway through. I didn't get. I was waiting for someone to pay an invoice. I haven't fucking paid my invoice. I'm working. Okay. This is five fucking weeks work. I'm very, very annoyed and in a very cranky mood today about it. Was this a judge? No. Okay. So this isn't from the courts. It is. Ah. Okay. Have well, you Have agency, you thought about the suing them? Has, the agency has run out of money because all what? the Irish media organisations that subscribe to them are apparently late paying. Well. Motherfuckers. The fuck does that mean? We've run out of money. What the fuck does that mean? To pay your fucking employees? What? Oh, sorry. Well, that's not how they say it. Sorry. Cash flow problem. How do you have it? Apparently, they didn't set, a, set, enough side, set aside enough uh, cash to pay someone who was working for them four to five days a week. So somehow, we just ran out of cash with, that, with one of the fucking, like with a large wage bill unpaid. How do you let that happen? <laughs> This is the fucking jobber shit all over again. This is really yeah. the jobber shit all over again. So we're supposed to feel sorry for people that can't get an employee. Fuck off. I'm not I even can't... an employee. Well, I'm under contract there, I suppose. I'm not even an right, employee. Right, but there. what I mean is that... They don't have to pay a... holiday pay. And they still can't fucking pay on time. But that's what I'm saying. They know your wages. They know exactly what they brought you in for, how much you're going to do, and how much they're going to pay you. So how yeah. do you bollocks that up? And if you bollocks it up know. because you can't fucking see it properly, then maybe you shouldn't exist. I don't there know. There are literally no other running costs to this place, apart from buying no notebooks and pens. That's it. Man, I have never missed a payment 
on anyone I've paid for any level of work in my entire fucking life, and I am one person. How the fuck can you not do it with your entire job? I don't get it. I don't understand. Like, it's very simple stuff. Like, I, I really don't understand it. See, this, this regular, this, the only time this ever seems to happen, or this kind of thing ever seems to happen, where this confusion is where whoever's running the accounting program has already paid an invoice for a person that month. Yeah. And said so they say, oh, that's their wages done. I don't have to pay them for another month. Even yeah. if they're paying it slightly in arrears or whatever. Yeah. And that seems to, so, so, so that's just uh, the, the problem is always just like, oh yeah, I ticked that box for that person. They're covered for this month. doesn't matter how much the previous invoice might have been for or what the previous invoice might cover. They've ticked their little box and said that person got paid this month. I don't have to worry about it. But in actual fact, you know, unless you're taking taking after that stuff yourself, you can possibly expect to get another invoice off that person that month. That month. Yeah, I mean, I've I've had this problem for the last ten months. Um, I've mm-hmm. gotten paid wrong every month, so that's been good. I've now switched jobs, switched contracts, and let's hope, <laughs> let's really hope <laughs> that this doesn't happen again. So let's find out. But yeah, this happens all the fucking time. When I was freelance, uh, one time someone wanted to try and shaft me on pay, so I put my invoice over the screen of the video project they had hired me to do and sent that to them instead. Um, and I gave it to them. And as long as, you, as long as you're okay with that, as long as you're okay with only audio, great. You can have it. It's yours for free. Um, no time for that stuff. I don't have time for it. If you're not going to pay me, then what you'll get is my invoice. You won't get the work. See you later. Um, which is bizarre because certain places, um, and I'm not going to name them, but uh, left me with a whole bunch of their personal employees' information at one point because they didn't want to follow up and pay on a bill that they owed me. Um, mm. So for a very long time, I had the pay information for a whole bunch of employees, including their personal information, like employee addresses, stuff like that, uh, just kind of sitting on a hard drive. <laughs> sitting on a hard drive because uh, the company that was trying to did, that didn't want to pay me just didn't want to pay me and collect the hard drive again. So I just had all their information, all of it. Really, really weird way to do your business where it's all stored in one big fucking folder on a hard drive that you hand out to other people. Maybe yeah, that's I just me. I discovered this I discovered this recently when I was trying to pay for accommodation that I hadn't been paid last week on my fucking debit card declined and I had to take money out of my savings. Absolutely infuriating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. That fucking sucks. And the worst part is they tried to play it off like I wasn't going to find out. So they just like, <laughs> didn't say anything to me and when I asked them what's the crack with this invoice have you missed it they didn't reply and I had to follow up with my immediate supervisor and have her check up not impressed really just ignored yeah. my email for two days after I inquired like what's the crack with this I mean in fairness that's gonna that'll kill people from working for your fucking company mm-hmm. um, yeah. and like people don't seem to realize like the amount of the amount of resources that you have on hand in a country like Ireland is very small anyway and everyone talks about it so like if you're a shithead that doesn't pay your staff properly or tries to shaft them towards the end, or the work environment is really shit, just keep in mind that you might find it extraordinarily difficult to get in skilled workers to do the work that you desperately need them to do while you're underpaying them in the first place. Um, Mm. Because I have a fucking list of places that I'll never touch again. Um, And when people have asked me, very talented people actually have asked me, hey, this place reached out, is it worth it? And I've told them, nope, not in the slightest. I said, the money is good and you won't get it on time and it's going to be a huge fucking hassle and I would not touch them. And they didn't. They moved on to somewhere else. Because typically when something's too good to be true, it is. It just so happens that in the time that, um, in the two weeks since this invoice has been paid, I found found three other new clients 
the same sort of work I do or similar work. Nice. Um, and like, I liked the work that I was doing, but I don't know, like, are they going to have me back next turn to do this stuff? But also, can you trust them to pay you for the work that you're doing in the first place? Well, they want to fucking pay me for the work that I'm doing at the moment, wouldn't they? You know what I mean? Like, the, it, it all falls into place like that, you know? You have to fucking, you have to worry about it. Um, and I know employers don't seem to understand, for some reason, why money is important or why getting your wages on time are important, but it fucking is. And well, it fucking it, it, is because all your bills come out afterwards. You keep saying employer. Uh, you know, these are just, this is just a client of mine. Uh, who I understand. I understand. But, on employing everyone on a freelance basis. No permanency, no pension contributions, no holiday pay, no nothing. So it's, it's seasonal work. It's, uh, it's reporting on the courts. And just haven't fucking bothered paying me, which is incredibly annoying. Yeah. They, you know, as, if, as if it isn't already a sweet enough fucking deal already with uh, no holiday pay, no PRSI, no pension contributions, no job security, no sick pay, no, uh, did I mention holiday pay? Not only all that, then they just don't bother to pay the day rate that they have set out, which was measly yeah. enough to begin with. Yeah, yeah, that sucks, dude. Sorry to hear. Stinks. Yeah, it is. That no, it is. It's it's it, that's a that's a shit situation. Like that's terrible. Um, and the reality is, it's got they're going to keep it up and they're just going to keep fucking going with it. Mm. Um, yeah. Look, pay your fucking pay your staff, regardless whether they're there for one day or whether they're there for a thousand days. Pay your fucking staff. Pay them on time. Pay them properly. I don't understand why it's so fucking hard. And if you don't have enough money to do it, don't get them in. Do the job yourself. I don't know what to tell you. Fucking hell. Okay. Unfortunately, this means I got a bail. Um, because I am currently on the way out the door for a date. Um, this has been Morning Brew episode 25. I am Corson with Adam girl. Sheridan. Uh, it's uh, actually Nathan. No, it's... <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Aoife. You know it's you. <laughs> Love you, sweetheart. Okay, so I am Adam Sheridan. You can follow me at Swagger Gills. You can follow Dan at Mr. Daniel Person. Of course, you can follow Stephen at On Burcock. You can also pay him at his IBAN account. Uh, you text me that. You, you just DM me on Twitter if you want my eyeball. I'm not going to ask his, you for it. I'm not going to send him you, a PayPal or any of those things. If you want his Revolut link, reach out. Yeah. <laughs> this has been episode 25 of Morning Brew. Of course, make sure you follow the podcast, share with your friends, and like it on any avenue that you watch it because it makes a huge difference to us on the back end of things. Um, and of course, we will see you again next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.